Welcome back to episode 33 in our study of the book of Revelation. This episode is called The Beast from the Earth. I'm Sam Bracken, your host. Our teacher is Dr. Brent England, who is teaching about the book of Revelation by relating it in the Latter-day Saint Temple experience. In our last episode, a beast representing corrupt governments rises up out of the sea to rule the world. In this episode, we meet another beast, the beast from the earth. Right. Let's let's read about the beast from the earth. Could you read for us uh, chapter 13, verses 11 and 12? Yeah, certainly. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon, and he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast. So this is another cool animal. Coming from the earth. Yeah. yeah that, that basically ruled over the the beast of the sea, sounds like it. Actually, it's the other way around. Oh, the other way the around. Beast, okay. The beast from the sea uh, is the overlord of the beast. Of the, the, earth. the earth. Okay. Yeah. So what does the second beast represent? Okay. The second beast is called, quote, the false prophet. Uh, several times in the book of Revelation. So we know he represents false religion. Uh, he symbolizes a false priesthood that uh, oppresses the nation in the service of the first beast. Okay. So that's why the second beast causes everyone to worship the first beast. Yes. In John's time, the Roman Empire combined religion with the state, right? Mm -hmm. um, most people in the empire were allowed to have their own religion, but um, they were expected to respect the emperor as a god. One scholar says this, the, the quote, the earth beast stands for the infrastructure that institutionally embodied the imperial cult. So the job of the Roman priesthood was to encourage worshiping the emperor. The worship of the Caesars spread across the empire, and especially to Ephesus and uh, Sardis, towns that John was very familiar with, okay? These, little, these, these large commercial centers where temples were built to honor Caesar. Because the saints would not sacrifice to Caesar, religious as well as political pressure mounted up against them and they were persecuted. Oh, it's just in Caesarea Philippi that had temples built up to, to worship to, Caesar. To worship Caesar, yeah. yeah. Which is what it's called, Caesarea. Yeah, right? Caesarea, right. that's so true. And believe me, there were a lot of towns named after Julius Caesar. Yeah. Caesarea. Now, like the sea beast that symbolizes all systems of tyranny, okay, the earth beast represents all religions that oppress people. Not all religions, but all religions that are that oppressive, yeah. okay. okay? in order to get power and gain, right? One scholar says this, quote, In its wider significance, the earth beast stands for any religious system that allies itself with the hostile forces of the world against the faith of Christ, close quote. Um, that's not all religions, but that's oppressive religions. Now, after John's time, um, and this is another quote, a non-LDS scholar, which is very interesting, a guy named Kyle DeWall, he says, after John's time, apostate Christianity will lead humanity to a time when there will be enormous deception and corruption within the Christian community. 
Wow. Okay, close quote. The Lord told Joseph Smith that the earth beast actually had overpowered the institutional uh, Christian church. And that is what the Lord meant when he said, quote, they draw near to me with their lips, but their hearts are far, far from, from me. These two beasts, the beast from the sea and the beast from the earth, they work together. States often use religion for coercive purposes. There's nothing that's more familiar to us than that, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but even, even local congregations and even some families use religion to control and manipulate people. This is wrong. Right. Yeah, it has really dire consequences. We've actually actually seen it in our faith. You try to exercise unrighteous dominion or control over your children, forcing them yeah. to live a certain way. It doesn't work well. No, it, uh, plus it's wrong. It's, okay. Yeah, plus it's, it's wrong. Amen <laughs> to the priesthood of that man. Yeah, right. exactly. Now, uh, the Lord says that uh, the instant that religion becomes a tool to strong-arm people, it loses its legitimacy. Amen, Amen. right? Yeah. To the priesthood yeah. of, that, of that person. Why does the land beast have two horns like a lamb? And what does it mean that he speaks as a dragon? Well, like we said last time, in Greek, the word for a wild beast is therion, which is also the name of a, of a southern sky constellation uh, called lupus, which is a word that means the wolf. Mm. Okay. I thought lupus was just a disease that people no. would have. It's, uh, well, yeah, the, the name lupus for the disease comes from the fact that it gives a, a person a rash right. on their face. Right. And the rash is in the shape of a wolf's face. Oh, wow. That's where it comes That's from. That's why it's called That's lupus. That's fascinating. Okay. <laughs> well, it's amazing what you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know where I got that, but it's true. Yeah, okay. sure it is. The earth beast looks like a wolf with two horns like a lamb. Okay. okay. Now, why? Well, he's a counterfeit of the Lamb of God. Oh. Okay. He's okay. a phony Christ. Okay. Okay. Christ being the Lamb of God. But here we have a wolf with two horns pretending to be the Lamb of God. Right. Okay. Wolf and a wolf and wolf sheep's, and clothing. sheep's clothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, it, and the fact that he speaks as a dragon refers to the voice of Satan. Here's a lamb that speaks with the voice of Satan. In other words, here's a false church. False in the sense that it oppresses people. Right, Okay. Right. I'm not talking about uh, the local Christian church that's full of good people and they do their best. And right. I'm talking about institutions that literally try to control and manipulate religious predators. Uh, the Savior warned us about the lamb beast. He said this, quote, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Mm. Okay. Religious predators. They often show a lamb-like demeanor, right, to the outside world while speaking the words of the dragon, right, seeking control of the treasures of the world. These, these mega religious figures who are absolutely unbelievably wealthy. Mm. Uh, but it's all in order to get stuff envelopes full of money and send to me. Okay. Yeah, so I can have jets and other things. Yeah. The Old Testament calls this earth beast behemoth. In, in uh, Hebrew, it would have pronounced behemoth. The behemoth was a monster with, quote, bones like iron bars and a tail like a cedar tree. Um, that's in the Old Testament. 
And only God can subdue it, if you read in Job chapter 40. This is what Joseph Smith said about it. It makes the nations bow under its damning hand. The beast has strongly riveted the creeds of the fathers upon the hearts of the children and filled the world with confusion and has been growing stronger and stronger and is now the very mainspring of all corruption and the whole earth groans under the weight of its iniquity. Wow. That is from Dr. Covenants 123. That's powerful language. So, together, the dragon and his two supporting beasts depict a kind of unholy trinity, right, in opposition to the Godhead. So, think of this. They're sort of like an anti-first presidency. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay? All right. With, uh, with Satan as president and the two beasts as his uh, first uh, and second counselors. counselors. Okay. okay? Uh, they're the opposite of the Godhead. Instead of of freeing and redeeming people like Jesus does, the sea beast enslaves and destroys people. And in mockery of the death and resurrection of Jesus, the sea beast is said to be, quote, wounded to death, but his deadly wound was healed and he did live. That's showing that the sea beast is a phony Christ. That's mm. in chapter 13, verse 3. So what does it mean... That the sea beast was wounded to death, but it came back to life. Well, that's what tyrants do. Uh, they come to power, then people get sick of them and overthrow them. And guess what? Along comes another one. Okay. Another tyrant. The whole thing gets repeated over and over again. Tyranny, tyrants tend to rise and fall, right? Only to be replaced by new tyrants. Right. Uh, Hugh Nibley once said something I love. He said, the old tyrant collapses like a big bubble in a mud geyser, and immediately a new bubble comes up just like oh, wow. it. That's pretty <laughs> okay. interesting. I, I love that. Yeah. The earth beast represents corrupt religion. Instead of, of speaking peace to us, as the Holy Ghost does, uh, the earth beast controls us through fear. He makes fire come down from heaven, mimicking the spiritual fire that signifies the presence of the Holy Ghost. While the Holy Ghost testifies of Christ, the earth beast, quote, deceiveth them that dwell on the earth, saying to them that they should make an image to the sea beast. So what he's doing is pr promoting worship of the tyrant. He's a counterfeit savior. So dragon, the tyrant, and the false priest. Three. Three. Okay. The Satan's godhead. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> they combine to get power and gain. And these three scoundrels have always been in charge when it comes to politics and religion. Take, for example, the high priest who um, conspired with King Herod and with Pilate, the Roman governor, to kill Jesus. Why? Because they feared losing their status and wealth. Why were they so opposed to Jesus? They were afraid he would take away their wealth and their position. What does it say in, in the New Testament? The priest said this, quote, the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. They were afraid of losing their, their position if Jesus gets more popular, more and more popular. And there is some indication that they may even have bribed Pilate to do their bidding. Um, this, wouldn't be, this wouldn't be surprising because people who knew Pilate said this about him. They, talk, they talked about his, quote, venality, which is selfishness, his violence, his thefts, assault, 
abusive behavior, and endless savage ferocity. Wow. This was not a good guy. Not a good dude. He, was the, he is a great example of the tyrant beast. He was so bad that even the emperor back in Rome said, this guy's really bad. Wow. <laughs> and so he took his position away from him and sent him into exile um, so he wouldn't cause any more trouble. Okay, so here we are. The posterity of Adam and Eve must decide where to put their faith, in the Godhead or in the unholy trinity of dragon, tyrant, and false priest. The dragon promised them unlimited wealth and power, remember, if they would follow him. And many did, and still do. And those who follow him receive his mark, okay, the mark of the beast. And in our next episode, we'll find out what that mark really is. I've always wondered about the mark of the beast. Thanks for your time today.